This is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello. (laughs) Wow. Okay. How about, hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cuber Curlerist. Normally, a professional podcaster, after screwing up the name of the podcast and having a weird voice cracking hello, would probably start again, but... As will be evidenced from this and everything that follows, I am not a professional, so I do what I want. Like pushing this button that will get us started officially now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's Munu... Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, You know what? Maybe it's the fact that I'm recording this on a Monday has somehow made my brain not work good. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Nexus Antidepressants. Thank you for that. If you are following along with this podcast, I love you, first and foremost. Secondly, you will know that, of course... My first movie is Alien, colon, not Alien, colon, but Alien followed by a colon, Resurrection. Because once a week, uh, every week, that is, I'm uh, watching a movie in the Alien franchise. Watching them in order of release date, I do believe, is the plan. So this is next. Uh, I did mention in last week's Alien 3 talk that I liked this one better than Alien 3, and uh, that... Uh, opinion still holds. Uh, how about I give my rating uh, before I forget? You know what? I go solid four to five. I really like this movie. I think it's something about uh, there's things in this movie that you don't often see in movies. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to do something here where I pause and go take a shit. So one second. Okay, uh, we're back. I have never done that before, so I don't know if you will actually hear the pausing and unpausing of the podcast. Normally I've powered through anything, but uh, that was an emergency. And probably, you know, it probably explains why I was dumb. Because I had other things on my mind, apparently, that snuck up on me from behind. Okay, that's enough of that. This is not that kind of podcast. Timer, I did not screw up. Alien Resurrection. Okay, uh, yeah, what was I saying? Something about things in this movie that you don't normally see, first and foremost being a strong female lead. Now, (laughs) they sort of explain the strength of this female in that uh, this is a spoiler, which I didn't warn of at the top of the show. Well, I just did there. Okay, uh, there will be spoilers, most likely. Uh, The spoiler that it's half alien, half female in the form of Ripley aka Sigourney Weaver 
I've got other strongish women character in the form of Winona Ryder. Uh, you've got good action, Ron Perlman, who is one of the autographers of Nerd Kane. If you want to do yourself a favor and see some cool pics, if I do say so myself, Google Nerd Kane Adventures and you could see people such as Ron Perlman autographing a cane for some reason. I don't know. Uh, did I say 4 out of 5? I believe I did. Let's move on to a 5 out of 5 movie. Oh, from from great to greater? Also in the sci-fi realm. In fact, at the pinnacle of sci-fi-ness, as far as I'm concerned, Star Trek. Specifically, Star Trek Generations, which I somehow, someway, managed to convince the missus to watch. Her review... Similar to her review of Star Trek First Contact. Oh, you know what? It was actually pretty good. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that as a review of someone who's not a Trekkie. Uh, and I think that's one of the great things of these movies. Even if you're not a fan, you can watch, uh, I'd say, most of them and still find enjoyment. Uh, this one bridges the gap between the old Star Trek crew and the new. So that was sort of a cool little uh, thing. The whole reason... Um, uh, you know, it'll, it'll come up later in this very podcast. The reason why I sort of talked her into watching it, why it came up, that sort of thing. Uh, okay, so uh, it was a little tit-for-tat situation in that uh, I said, okay, let's watch this movie. And she said, okay, fine, but you have to watch this movie. Uh, the movie is Orphan, which no doubt I have spoken of on this podcast because we watched it not too long ago. She, the missus, likes to watch movies over and over and over and over and over and over again. I do not. Uh, I have no problem with this movie. It's a fine movie, but I feel like we saw it not too long ago. She's watched it maybe between the last time I saw it and this newest time. She's probably watched it like five times. It's a fine movie. Like, I'm going to go three to maybe even four out of five. Uh, probably closer to three because my rating's going down because I've been forced to watch it again with not really wanting to. It's about an orphan. It's a horror movie. She's not good. Look out for her. Running out of time. Uh, last movie is Boyhood. Uh, this was up for a bunch of awards. The sort of little catch of this movie is that it stars a boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they filmed it over the course of his life from when he was a young boy to when he was like, uh, you know, like 18 years old, something like that. So uh, <clears throat> really a, a dedica dedicated filmmaker uh, would check in with this kid and have him come in and film scenes over the course of his uh, titular boyhood, which is a cool idea. Rating-wise, I'd go three, just because, although good, not much really happens in the movie, so I don't need to see it again. Oh, also watch Red Heat, four to five. Television talk. Uh, if you didn't hear there, I also watched the movie Red Heat is a classic 80s Arnie uh, cop, uh, buddy cop flick, which uh, has a lot of boobs in the beginning, which I didn't remember. Uh, anyways, uh, give that a 4 to 5. It, uh, it stands up for what it is, for what it is underlined. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, our television talk sponsor is Colson Prosthetics. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so if you're following along, you know I done fucked up. Uh, and that was accidentally forgot to weekly check in on new episodes of Modern Family and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, basically, the only two shows uh, that I sort of watch religiously that are currently on the air. Uh, other than At Midnight, of course, and Doctor Who when it is on. Uh, so, this is uh, us talking of all the episodes that I miss, sort of catching up to do. Uh, first thing first is there's an Asian gentleman, and uh, we've seen him a couple of times. He's had a stronger, uh, a more of a role lately. He is, and the missus who just like sort of walked by and saw I was watching this and saw this guy and pointed it out, and then it clicked for me. He is from Iron Chef. He was uh, the sort of announcer guy from Iron Chef. Not not the guy who announces at the beginning, but the guy who sort of runs the show uh, throughout the uh, the host, I guess you might say. Uh, yeah, so now he's apparently acting, which I guess that Iron Chef was a bit of an acting. We're not here to talk about Iron Chef, although it is a fine program. <clears throat> We're here to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, this series, I don't know if I am paying attention as much as I used to or as excited as I used to be. Uh, is that my fault or the show's fault? I'm having difficulty telling, to be honest. Um, maybe it was that such a long break and then jamming them all in at once and it overwhelms me a bit. I suppose there's a possibility there. Um, I'm not sure. But uh, you, you know what? In an effort to get a little audience participation, as I like to do from time to time, if you are a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. watcher, or the last ten-ish, let's say, the last five episodes, are they good? Are, are they exciting? Are cool things happening and I'm just not really catching on? Uh, to some degree, there's been cool things, but I, I feel like less so than normal. Uh, let me read some of the... I've got the Imbida open. So we started with Inside Man, uh, Season 3, Episode 12. Uh, Coulson and the team investigate an international conference on the fate of the Inhumans. So yeah, that's what this is sort of revolving around, uh, these Inhumans. Which, I say that, but we don't actually see very much of them. So I think maybe that's where it's slipping. Like, I, I like a... Every episode, I forget what season it was, has a different bad guy, a different, not even necessarily bad guy, a different person that they focus on, a different inhuman. Whereas here, it's all just sort of melded together into a bit of a mess, I feel like. Again, maybe this is me and not the show. Uh, the next one is Parting Shot. After tracking Malik to Rushi, or to Rushi, I think it's Malik to Russia, and I said Malik to Rushi. Uh, maybe I need to shit again. Uh, Bobby and Hunter become involved in an assassination plot. The team cha change forever as they race to save. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, next we've got Watchdogs. That has the uh, the giant black man and his brother sort of coming to uh, the realization that maybe they don't share the same politics. I don't know. Kind of boring. Uh, uh, next is Space Time uh, When Daisy gets a horrifying glimpse of the future I don't remember that happening Oh yeah 
See, that was kind of cool. It was a guy who would touch you, and then you would see your own death. Oh, kind of cool idea. See, things like that. I need, like, one of those type of things per episode, not just, like... I don't know. I don't know. But I hope you do, and can tell me if I'm wrong. Today's book banter sponsor is VR Pornography, or Vron. Vron? Porn? Vron? Vorn. Vorn. Yeah, that's, I wrote down Vron. That doesn't make sense. It would be Vorn, wouldn't it? I mean, the sponsor wrote it down. (laughs) You know these sponsors. They're lazy and stuff. Okay, so, uh, furthering, which, uh, what am I saying? Uh, similar to not last week, but the week before, I do believe what I've decided to do is bring back a article from Wired Magazine. This is all due to the fact that my book is too fucking long. In a good way, uh, for me, because it's an amazing book that I will give a 5 out of 5 to, in not a good way for you, because I'm supposed to talk about a different book every week, uh, but I'm not finishing a different book every week because it's a long fucking book. Okay, so uh, the article in question is called uh, Inside Google's Plan to Make VR Amazing for Absolutely Positively Everyone. That is a long title. Uh, I should mention that this is uh, from Wired Magazine, specifically from online. Uh, they sort of really cross and melds the, the the paper magazine with their online magazine. And over the course of the month, you'll get your magazine, as you do, in the mail. Uh, and, but then they'll post a, a crap load of stuff uh, online, articles, things that didn't make it in the magazine, things that happened before or after the magazine was published that they couldn't fit in for time reasons. Uh, then when the magazine comes out, they'll talk of things that were posted online. It's all sort of interwoven fairly well. There, there's still that division of print and online, but uh, they, they do a pretty good job at melding the two. Uh, if you read an article in one, you, uh, I bet you a more trained eye than I could tell the difference between an online article and a print article just from how it's written, but uh, I think they do a good job. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Vorn, or VR porn. No, no, that was the sponsor. Uh, We're here to talk about uh, VR in general with specifics uh, when it comes to Google, which uh, I think because Google is such a large player in the tech industry and has brazillions of dollars to spend in it and seemingly is a smart enough company to realize the potential of it uh they're going to be a big player in it uh we haven't really seen it so far you know you've got oculus you've got htvc5 you've got playstation vr you do have google cardboard but that felt more like a, a sort of dipping the toe into the vr realm which is even how I believe uh, uh, Google itself would describe it. Um, but, but that is just them dipping the toe. Uh, this article speaks of sort of not even necessarily the potential plans, but uh, the definite aim of Google 
specifically in the term, I wrote down names, which I impressed with myself because I always forget names. Uh, Bavor and Jazzery. Yeah, yeah. These two people <laughs> uh, head up the Google uh, VR division who are looking into ways that uh, human beings can get their hands on this thing because that's the sort of most important part of VR. Uh, it's not something that you can explain to someone who hasn't experienced it. Uh, you need to experience it for yourself, uh, which makes selling it hard. So maybe that's why uh, Google, the smart company that it is, is sort of not immediately diving headfirst into this realm. They're letting others sort of explore it and see where it goes. Because if you, say, get a Oculus Rift and you love it, and it's an incredible experience, which it is, I've experienced it, um, and then two years down the line when this technology is not quite where it could be because two years has passed, uh, and Google comes out with something of their own, not having to spend the money to explain what VR is, uh, they're in a much better position. So uh, smart on them, perhaps, to not jump the gun? Interesting business thought, maybe. Game Gavin. From VR to virtually gaming video games. Oh, uh, today's game Gabin sponsor is Grog's Caveman Craft Store. Uh, I should say, just as a sort of bow on that talk of VR, that uh, one of those guys, Bavor or Jashurtsuray, yeah, uh, said that the possibility exists uh, strongly even that within 510, possibly even less, we could have perfectly seamless VR. That is VR... That is so seamless that you wouldn't know that you were experiencing other anything other than reality. So, you know, The Matrix, basically. You could play games, segue, like Far Cry Primal, where you would actually think you were a caveman or woman. What? And not be able to tell it's real. That is both horrifying and amazing. I hope I'm alive long enough to see this happen. Well, I'm only 35, so if it happens in 10 years... I could be a 45-year-old man who thinks he's a caveman killing saber-toothed tigers to make larger purses, as you do in Far Cry. Uh, okay, so we're here to talk about basically the conclusion of the game, because I beat it, yes. Um, and beat it well. Uh, Far Cry, I believe 3 and 4, definitely 3, maybe 4, I got my platinum trophies playing them on uh, PlayStation. This one I played on PC, and although I didn't get 100% of trophies or whatever they call them on Steam, uh, I did get a lot. Like, I maxed out all the villagers. I maxed out uh, building all my... Uh, uh, all the shit you can build. Like, carry more arrows, carry more spears, stronger spears, stronger arrows, better bombs, berserker bombs. Those ones were cool. Uh, one of my favorite... Why don't I just do that? Because that's sort of a cool thing to talk about. Uh, if you're gonna, if you're a caveman and you want to take over the base of a bunch of other cavemen, here's how you go about doing it. If you are me, apparently, 
you'll get your owl that you can see through its eyes uh, to drop a berserker bomb on the strongest guy in that base. Uh, you then let that guy try to kill or weaken as many as you can. Uh, you then head into that base as quietly as possible and try to sneak up on as many people as you can from behind and kill them because that kills them quickly and quietly. Um, the thing about doing that is you got to be patient, and when your patience runs out, when there's not too many guys left, you uh, sick your giant saber-toothed tiger on one of the guys uh, and then run up to the other guys and hit them with clubs until they're dead. Uh, and then if that saber tooth didn't finish the job, you kill that guy as well. So basically, that's one of the many ways you can go about taking over the base, but one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, so there's basically two different factions of cavemen's. There's, uh, I guess what would be Neanderthals. They're sort of like the slow, dumb, strong ones. And then there's, I don't know how you would explain it. They almost have like a sort of Asian vibe to them. A little brave hearty, and then that they're covered in blue paint slash mud a lot of the time, uh, and deal with fire and fireworks and stuff. So maybe that's where I'm getting the Asian y vibe, which doesn't seem like I don't think there was Neanderthals, cavemen, and then Asian people with like fireworks all at the same time. That doesn't seem realistic. But hey, it's a video game. It doesn't have to be realistic. What it has to be is fun, and it is. Uh, I think I could go 5 out of 5. Um, what, what, uh, I'm trying to think what could it have done better that I didn't enjoy. Maybe a few more missions. Like, I felt like... Uh, I, I didn't do much in the way side missions. Maybe that's why. Yeah, a, a few more story-driven missions. The map was huge. No complaints there. Uh, I, I do enjoy the hunting to some degree. Actually, in the last couple of games, there was probably more hunting, which seems strange when you live in a society that needs to hunt to survive and there's less hunting than in other games, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, anyways, yeah, we'll stick with a 5 out of 5. Would recommend, other than that it made me motion sickness. Uh, yes, just in case you didn't hear me, uh, the game did make me, from time to time, feel a little motion sickness. Uh, I think I did mention that already, but just wanted to make sure I got that out, because it's weird that a video game can do that. First time that's ever happened to me. Okay, so, Internet Intercourse, item the first, Sir, yeah, that's right, Patrick Stewart, on the Nerdist Podcast for, I do believe, the third time? Yes! Speaking of Nerd Kane and people who've autographed him, uh -huh, nice segue... Uh, 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 Sir Patrick Stewart, for one. Ooh, I have a Sir. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, anyways, yeah, this was a, a great podcast. Nerdist is a great podcast, sort of, period. But, uh, when they get on a guest that, uh, I can nerd out to, uh, it's really sort of living vicariously through them that makes the whole experience, uh, so much worthwhile. So, so very much. Okay, I have a lot to cover here, I see, so I'm going to try to fit everything in. That's what he said? Uh, Vsauce, how to count past infinity. Oh, yeah, I, did I write that down? 
Aleph Null. Uh, oh shit! Did I send it to myself? No, I don't think I did. Damn it! Oh no, I just closed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a how, there's infinity, and then there's apparently things after it, or semantically ways to say things that are past it, or mathematically semantically ways to say things that are past it. Aleph null. Uh, plus one. Uh, there, there was the, the, this was one of the hardest V sauces to follow. I think that I've ever experienced. So uh, you know what I'd like from you? Someone else go watch this and explain it to me like I'm uh, two years old. Speaking of two, V sauce two. Why do we collect? Ah, because it's fun. Uh, collections. I have books and DVDs. Like I'm sitting in my uh, Mandan which is my man den, but I say it like that, right now, which uh, has a fair amount of books and DVDs surrounding me, uh, along with uh, figures of, of the Funko variety, of many different varieties. It is quite possibly the nerdiest room in all of the town that I live in. I would imagine. I would imagine. So uh, why do we as humans do things like this? Find out by listening to... Vsauce, two specifically. Why do we collect? Uh, that was a good video. Uh, Conan's Korea Trip Q&A. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Conan, O'Brien that is, not the Barbarian, uh, went to Korea. Uh, cool, yes. Went to South and North Korea. What? Uh, I have yet to watch the video um, probably this coming weekend, and maybe I'll bring some back if any of it. Uh, I, I just wish I could get my hands on like the whole thing as opposed to what was edited for television. That would make a really cool... All, all his trips that he takes around the world I, I think would be cool to watch in the in more fullness than edited for TV versions. So uh, this was Q&A of that from people who I, I guess watched it. So uh, that helped fill the void a little bit. Okay, uh, last but not least, Harmontown, episode 120 and 121, with guest comptrollers Bobcat Goldwaith and Gilbert Godfrey. Um, one of the reasons I brought this back is because they're awesome, but uh, something uh, just sort of, I don't know how to say this, to sort of explain, sort of put a pin and the reason why I have a podcast addiction happened in episode 121 of Harmontown. Uh, uh, Bobcat Goldway, uh, Bobcat, sorry, Gilbert Gottfried was a uh, guest hosting, I guess you would kind of say, comp trolling, we call it. And uh, he and Dan Harmon, the titular Dan Harmon, they improvise a rap. Yes, now that right there, I, I, I could leave it there and say no more, but what I will say. The rap was about David Coveney having Ebola and dying from said Ebola. Oh, yes, and let's not forget, why don't we, that Gilbert Godfrey was doing a Vincent Price impression while doing said David Coveney Ebola rap. What the actual fuck? Folks, uh, that's about all I got for now. Uh, I see my timer's about to run down, and because I think the cherry on top of this episode will be me saying what I just said, the only other thing I will have to say is, of course, that it is nice to be nice to the nice.
And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper